What's up everybody? Thanks for pushing play. This is Chris Norris. Welcome to the Cognitive Fitness Coach Podcast. Here we're dedicated to boosting our mental and physical wellness through the power of meditation, breath work, mindfulness, exercise, nature, and other proven practices. Join us every two weeks as we explore a new technique and approach to cultivate a healthier, more energetic, and more fulfilling life. Get ready to challenge your mind, invigorate your body, and tap into your inner power with relatable insights, inspiring stories, meditations, and practical tips. Let's start your journey toward a fitter and more vibrant you. Let's find the best version of ourselves. So hey, thanks for pushing play again. Doing something a little different today and just talking and expressing some ideas that have been on my mind lately um, from some of the podcasts I've done and, and some of the guests have have talked about you know that they they wanted to hear more of my story um, and I don't know I, I feel as though I've I've done enough podcast on other folks podcasts that I didn't really want to make this podcast about me per se but at the same time if it's helpful then by all means i'll i'll put together something but certainly not going to be an hour long of me just talking about myself (laughs) i don't know if i could do that but you know it's also been on my mind because i've had some folks from my past come into my life and and find me on social media and and said something to the effect that basically they didn't feel that I could be doing the things I'm doing today because they know where I came from. And what that means is that they, to me, it's that they feel as though they know who I am and I had to stay where I was, in a way. Like, it makes people uncomfortable (laughs) when you evolve and you change, you know? Especially if they're stuck in in the same place, on the same bar stool, in the same tavern, the hometown they grew up in. And I'm not judging, I'm just saying. It's been my experience. And there's used to be a part of me that didn't want to talk about the dark stuff and the ugly stuff and the times in my life that I'm not all that proud of. But I know today that that's the foundation that I had to go through and I had to do those things in order to become the person I am today. And that fear is really unfounded. You know, one time I was um, sitting around a campfire in Arizona. And this guy named Mike said that if you know me like I know me, you won't like me. And I want you to like me. And when he said that, 
I dang near fell out of my chair because that was me. Like I didn't want to let people know me in the same way that I know me out of fear that I would be rejected and nothing could be further from the truth. And I can't quote it, but I'll paraphrase something I believe it was Brene Brown that talked about that when we open ourselves up and we expose those things, those struggles and those times that we're not most proud of, that people really connect with us on a much deeper level because they see themselves in us. They see the humanity. And when I've been able to do that, I've been able to express those emotions and those times and those, those dark times. It does do that. It allows me to connect on a much deeper level with people. When I'm able to get vulnerable like that. And I get more comfortable in my skin doing so. And it's not easy to do. It's taking some risk to put myself out there. <laughs> but when I do it, it hasn't backfired yet. Now, there's been people in my present life that have come along and sent me messages. And they said that they didn't feel I could be doing what I'm doing today, which is I'm a cognitive fitness coach and a meditation teacher. I do breath work, you know, I run ultra marathons for fun. I live in Chiang Mai, Thailand, go in the jungle, you know, so on and so forth. My day is filled with wellness practices and I'm a graduate student. <laughs> but anyway, they didn't feel like I could be doing the things I'm doing today because not only did they say that I know where you came from, but they say, I know how you are. And I, well, how am I? <laughs> Well, they're right. I'm not trying to pull the wool over anyone's eyes here, okay? I still struggle with anxieties. I still struggle with depression. I still struggle with hopping on the crazy train every now and again and, and taking it to <laughs> taking it to unstable down. <laughs> but um Dang, I'm so much better than I was. And I have so much more awareness and skills and tools and some academics behind me now. And passion, you know? It's like, geez Louise, I'm, I'm, I've, I hope no one's ever thought I came off as trying to say I've, I've got this thing all figured out. Because I don't. I'm learning every day and I hope I never stop learning. And I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, you know, regardless. I'm not doing this for likes, shares, and follows. I'm doing this because I think there's value in what I've been through and what I know. And I could bring that to people. I could bring value into people's lives. That's really what I want to do. I just want to try to help some folks out. So, 
give you a little bit more of my story and my background is um, I'm from upstate New York, youngest of nine children. <laughs> Let's pause there for a second, let you digest that. The youngest of nine children. I have five sisters and three brothers. Um, I'm in, I'm a young man, I guess. I would say I'm in, what would we, what would we classify this as? Is this middle adulthood? 49, so I guess that's middle adulthood. <laughs> I'm in adulthood. And um, I'm married to a lovely girl from Thailand, and we have two fantastic daughters, and I am a veteran of the United States Navy. I joined when I was 24 years old from Albany, New York, where I was bouncing off the bottom for a bit. And uh, yeah, the Navy saved my life. And uh, I joined the Navy in 1997. I was dry at the time from alcohol. And I wouldn't quite say I was sober, but I was definitely dry. <laughs> stark raving sober and um, yeah I joined the military and I decided on the plane ride from Albany New York to Chicago where I was gonna go to boot camp in Great Lakes that I was gonna give the Navy everything I had and just see what happens and I was thinking I was gonna do five years in the Navy and get out and do whatever with a skill <clears throat> But at five years, I was at military freefall school serving Naval Special Warfare Development Group as a direct support technician. And I thought to myself, why would I give this up? <laughs> this is amazing. I'm getting paid to do things that people normally pay money for. So I stayed and I figured if I was gonna do more than five years, I ought to do a full tour of 20. And then when I got up to 20 years, I still wasn't ready to get out because I hadn't done what I thought I should do, which was I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't have a, a college education, which is, you know, that's a little insane, but I was just busy. I was busy working and running and gunning. And then it's a very busy time for the military from 2001, you know, 9-11, all the way up until I retired. So anywho, um, I got an associate's degree and a bachelor's degree. Got out of the Navy in 2021. I was serving in Japan. Went to America, drove across the country, flew to Thailand, and I've been here ever since. But along the way, in 2007, I got in a bunch of trouble for something I did drinking, and um, that was the worst thing that could have happened and the best thing that could have happened all in one, all in one night. <laughs> and I've been sober ever since, and that's uh, coming up on 16 years now. And from that, I began to rebuild my life in a much healthier way. Eight years after that incident in 2007, another 
place of desperation and, and suffering brought me to more of what I do today, which is mindful meditation, breath work, and athletics. Mainly I'm into running. And that came from being on a deployment in the Navy and being stuck on a little island off the coast of California called San Clemente Island. And it didn't seem to be much to do out there other than drink and fish. And I really certainly didn't want to drink because I knew where that was going to lead me. And I wasn't big into fishing either. So I ordered a pair of running shoes and I decided I was going to train for a marathon. And I did. I trained for my first trail marathon on San Clemente Island, which I did in San Francisco called the Golden Gate Marathon, Trail Marathon. And I got fourth overall. And I thought to myself, well, I'm pretty good at this. Maybe this is something to pursue. And I just really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed the discipline of training and, and all that. And I continued that and um, then went on to ultras and been running ultra marathons ever since and there's just there's a lot of goodness and healing and wellness that happens out there in the mountains amongst the trees and the breeze and the bugs and the bees when I'm out there by myself and running all day and sometimes into the night and then also uh the mindfulness meditation piece that came from me I was actually in a marriage counseling session and the uh, licensed clinical social worker at the time thought she recognized some symptoms of perhaps post-traumatic stress injuries which I definitely had but I was kind of uh, in denial to them and in ignorance of them too, somewhat. And she uh, slid a pamphlet across the desk that was called Mindfulness for Veterans. And that was in um, Camarillo, California, 2015. And I went to my first session and I remember leaving there after doing some long mindfulness meditation sessions with some Vietnam vets and Korean vets and a couple of uh, OIF or Operation Iraqi Freedom vets and myself a Operation Enduring Freedom vet and I remember thinking on the way home man it feels like someone reached into my brain and just turned the dimmer switch down ever so slightly and I hadn't felt that for as long as I could remember and so I stuck with it and I just kept doing it. And I've been doing it ever since. And to this day, eight years later, I'm still doing at least one, if not two meditation sessions per day. And of course, I've been putting out my own meditations and leading meditation workshops. And I had a meditation group for a while in Japan. Yeah, and that's probably been one of the most substantial practices that I've done has been mindfulness and mindful meditation. It's quite literally, I've changed the structure of my brain for the better. So yeah, I mean, that's just a little bit of my background. I again, come from New York, come from a big family, 
drank alcoholically for two decades, sobered up now for almost two decades, been into mindfulness, meditation, breath work, and exercise in nature for almost a decade. I'm educated in human services with a concentration in substance use disorder treatment, and I am uh, in pursuit of a master's degree in social work right now. And uh, I'm living in Thailand and living the dream. So yeah, I don't know. That's just a little bit of my background. Get it out there. Feels good. Feels good to be vulnerable from time to time and let folks know some some of my past and, I'm, and some of my present <laughs> that I'm not particularly proud of, but accept that I've uh, I have some I've had some disorders that I've recovered from, and uh, to this day I would still say I I'm I'm touched with some some mental health disorders, but I don't feel as though they're clinically significant. <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't know. Heck, I I hope I'm I'm never completely over any of this. I, I hope I continue to evolve and you know if I figure one thing out I'm sure something else is going to pop up so but yeah anyway I hope uh, this short podcast is useful for your experience and thanks for tuning in alright peace be well everybody Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope that you found it informative and entertaining. As you may know, podcasts rely on support of their listeners to grow and reach a wider audience. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a rating or a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us improve and let others know what to expect when they tune in. Plus, it helps us reach new listeners who might not have found us otherwise. So if you're a fan of this podcast, please take a moment to show your support by leaving a rating or review. We appreciate it, and we thank you for your continued support. Peace and be well.